Jeremy Jones here on Divot's Lawns and Life podcast, episode 14. Big number 14. So as I started this podcast, you know, I had an idea that, you know, with the divots part, we talk about golf course maintenance with the lawn. We talk about lawn care, how to how to take care of your lawns. And then the life part, I figured, would just be good stories that were, you know, I thought were funny. And, and people I knew thought they were funny. So I thought, well, I'll share those with other people. Maybe they think they're funny also. And they put the smile on their face, right? So, you know, I had a feeling on which one people would probably like better. I figured people would like the, the life part of it better. And I, I've had people reach out to me from from all levels of it, the golf course maintenance, the uh, people asking about their lawn care and, and what they need to do with their lawn. And then, you know, but... And more than the other ones, it's been about the life. So, and when I started this podcast, I said, well, I'll just listen to what people say, you know, get it out there and I'll, I'll do more stories about the life that are more entertaining. And I think it has a bigger audience anyways, but I'll still do the other ones. Whatever people ask me to do, that's what I'll think about and put in there. So. Uh, I, I was trying to think of a good story on the life part of it. And I like talking about the wildlife. It's easy. I, I think it's just really interesting and and fun to see uh, what happens out there. So as I t- t- Mike Pock, this guy I'd worked for at Whisper Rock, he, he's, um, he's been passed away for quite a few years now. Uh, unfortunately, cancer had got him, uh, like so many other people, like my dad. But I'd worked with, uh, I'd worked for Mike and, and Jay, his son, and, and like I said before, Ernie at Greyhawk is where I started. But Mike would challenge you in a way. Uh, he grew up in a desert and been in the desert his whole life, so he knew a lot of almost all of these plants and animals and anything you saw you'd, you could ask him. But he would challenge you to find, he would say, hey, hey, Jeremy, go, you know, when you're out there checking on things and, and doing things, see if you can find this. Well, whatever that was, it was going to be hard to find because he knew what was easy to find. He knew what was hard to find. But I remember him asking me to find, see if you could find a, a baby ironwood tree. I don't think, you just don't see them. Right. You see baby mesquite trees growing. You see all the stuff that normally grows. Palo Verde trees. They grow everywhere. I, maybe I wound up finding a baby ironwood tree. You just don't. You're not going to see it very often. And that's why he would put you on those. Um, and then as I had stayed there longer and longer, I started saying, you know, I've never seen this. I've never seen a baby this before you start kind of just looking for it and see if you ever found it but you know everybody's seen a baby bunny everybody's seeing out there in the desert you have those gambles quail the the quail that have a little top notch they're all over the place and when they start having when they their babies hatch in what may late may early june when they start hatching there's baby quail all over the place so everybody's seen one of those right 
Um, a lot of people have seen a baby owl up in a nest. So I started looking and out in the desert, one of the coolest, in my opinion, it was, it was a roadrunner. Uh, they just, just watching them. I mean, they're one of the smartest animals, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know. We didn't give it an IQ test. That, but you watch them, and they are prehistoric, velociraptor-esque hunters. And anything, I don't, basically anything that moves, they'll, they will eat. Anything and everything that moves, right? Um, there's probably a few things in there. So, I've been watching these. There, there's quite a few at the golf course. And that's where Lucky there at Whisperock being on the outskirts of town. There was, there was a high density of, of wildlife. So, you'd see these roadrunners all over the place. And... I had seen them catch little snakes and just a lot of times lizards. They would go running after a lizard and they would grab a hold of that, that lizard and just it would just whoop the snot out of it. Just grab a hold of it and just start whooping it on across the ground. That's what they would do. They'd pretty much tenderize them and kill them right? all at the same time. So they would just grab that thing in their beak and just start flapping side to side with his head, just slapping them across the ground. And you would see that pretty regular. So I remember being one day on, I think it was number six of the upper golf course, I, I, talking to somebody, standing by the green. It was during golf, it's course set up in the morning. Uh, talking to one of the guys, the cup setter or somebody was up by the green. I'd stop to talk to him. I hear, I was out of my cart walking. And I hear this baby, I hear this this squealing noise. And I turn around and I kind of look. And it is, it's a roadrunner that's carrying, we're not talking about a little bitty baby bunny. We're talking about a bunny. If you don't know bunnies, they're born, they're hairless and really small. And then they nurse. They're mammals, right? And then they nurse and they grow up fairly quick. They have to. So, and then they, you know, they get hair on them and they get their eyes open. And then once that happens, they're ready to go out and start running around and, and feeding themselves. So this, this baby bunny was about just past that level where he'd probably been out. He'd been out, um, running around nibbling on grass, just enjoy the cutest, right? It's when, when, when bunnies are their cutest, when they're a little bitty baby and they're just so soft, good luck catching one. You can't catch, you might be able to, but they're, those are hard to catch. A, a little baby rabbit faster than faster than lightning, right? Greased, Faster than grease lightning. So I turn and I hear it and I look and here is this road runner that has got a hold of this baby bunny. 
and he's got it right behind the neck, just has a hold of it. And I turn and look, and he just whoops it on the ground. And that baby bunny rabbit scream. I, don't know, I always thought it was like Silence of the Lambs with Jodie Foster, Clarice. Uh, he, she hears those lambs screaming. Same thing with baby bunnies. Those baby bunnies, they squeal and scream. And it's a loud alarm. So this baby bunny's squealing. And I look and here's the, like the mama. I'm guessing it's the mama. The mama rabbit is running after it. And this, this, this roadrunner, he just, as soon as he got far enough away from the mama, would just whoop that that little baby bunny on the ground. So, um, road runners, right? Just vicious hunters. They, they will, they'll take down anything that they think they can, anything that they're like that little short guy, right? That wants to fight everybody. If they think there's a chance they can win, they're going to try to take it down. So I'd seen that and I saw that on other occasions too, where you see these road runners carrying a baby bunny in their beak. Just strange, right? Because I guess they're just going to pick it apart because they're not going to swallow the thing whole like lizards and insects that you see them catch. They just swallow them whole. I never saw them actually like eating um, a baby bunny. But I'm guessing they just picked it apart, which is strange. But they, like I said, they look exactly like little baby dinosaurs out there hunting. And you would turn and look, and you would you would see one over there, and it would crouch down into that striking running position. It would see some over there and run really fast, low to the ground, and just take off. And and if that animal took off running, or insect, or lizard, or whatever, or animal, or a little baby bunny in its case that if it took off running that that uh, road runner or little baby velociraptor would it would jump in the air and start flying a little bit and then pounce on it so but i remember so i saw one on on number 12 tees of lower and i remember telling gary mccord this story now he might have been there i don't remember he he's animal lover uh, one of my favorite people to talk to in the whole world in his his interest level in in animals and how things work and why things work and just a lot of questions right he you got to know why things are why they are uh, which I appreciate because I was kind of the same way and so I remember telling him this story or he was with me and, and saw this so it's like 12 tee boxes, the lowest part three, that has these tee boxes that are kind of in the wash. And wash, if you've been out there, it's that dry riverbed. And the tee boxes are up on these bigger rocks, on these kind of little uh, mounds. or So the grass is just on top of that mound, and there's rocks and, and stuff all around it, protecting these tees. Or trying to protect, trying to protect these tees from when the water gets to rolling through there. Sometimes they weren't protecting them. If you got enough water going through those washes, you were going to be building new tee boxes. Um, so I see this roadrunner, 
And I've been watching Roadrunners for a long time. And I see this Roadrunner carrying a lizard in its mouth. And I'd seen this before. And it's this little lizard that it has. I mean, it could easily just eat it. It's like a little gummy worm, right? Little gummy lizards. So it's like this little gummy lizard hanging in its mouth. And I'm wondering why, why doesn't it just eat it? Like, what is it? What's its plan? Like with the baby bunnies that I saw carrying around, I, I knew he was that some, he or she was going to have to like figure out how to get that thing into pieces. They couldn't swallow that baby bunny. But this little lizard that they had, like, why is it carrying it around? It just seems like a good way to have it stolen from you. Just eat the thing, right? You caught it to eat it. So I'm kind of watching it because it's really close to me and all I had to do is just stop right there and it's happening right in front of me. So I watch it and he's walking. It's a he, right? I know that. The he's have, so the female roadrunner, like on the side of her head, is brown. They basically look the same. And in the male, right by his ears, or where you would call it their ears, I don't know where their ears are. I'm sure they're in that spot somewhere. It's got a little red, some little red feathers right there. So on both sides of his head, he's got these little red feathers, a little marking, and the female doesn't have them. So this, this he, he's walking on the tee box carrying this lizard. And I, I'm like, why, what's going on here? So then I watch him. I see this other one, this other roadrunner show up. I'm thinking this roadrunner is going to take that. It's going to take that lizard from this roadrunner. Why ain't he eating it? So he jumps down off of the tee box. This other roadrunner is down in the, in the bottom, in the low area. He jumps off the tee box, breeds this one. She's a female. He breeds her and then reaches over and hands her the lizard. Right? So he's carrying around this lizard. She shows up. She's basically saying, if you want to mate with me, I'm going to need some food, right? So he's just walking around carrying this lizard in his mouth. And the first female he sees, hey, you want, you want this lizard to eat? Pretty cool, though. You know, I'd seen that a few times, but wow. You know, I, I think I told, I told some people, you know, prostitution happens in the animal kingdom also, right? Um. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see. And so as I was going around looking, it, it dawned on me that I had never seen a baby roadrunner. I had never seen anything that resembled like a, a small roadrunner. Everything that you see is fully grown. It's just a big one. So you got these quail that are, they're little babies. I mean, they're the size of like a piece of popcorn whenever they're born and they're out just running around everywhere. You got owls, you've seen baby owls, see baby hawks, see baby, you know, ducks, geese, whatever. But, you know, I've seen a hummingbird nest before, several of them. I've never seen a baby hummingbird and I don't, when you talk about small, that's got to be small. But I'd never seen anything that even resembled 
a small or immature, not fully mature, roadrunner. And so I started asking some people that I'd worked with, that I've worked with for a long time, you know. I'm working with Scott out there. He's got great. He's been in the desert working with Mark Woodward. He grew up in the desert. So I asked them, I say, you know, have you guys ever seen a baby roadrunner? And they kind of start thinking like, mm, no, I asked Manny Garcia, our equipment manager. I'm asking like, as I see people and you could tell they're like, no, I haven't. You know, it's, it's you know, uh, Gary McCord. I see him. I'm asking him, you know. Trent Rathman, director of golf. So I'm asking all these people when I see him, you know, have you seen a baby roadrunner before? And I'm like, no, I haven't. So I started kind of, I'm thinking back to my old buddy, Mike Pock, that I worked to or worked for. You know, he's been gone for quite a few years, but this is just what's crazy about me. I figure as long as somebody is, is thinking about you that, and passing along your memory that, you know, you're, you've made an impression on people that you're going to keep living, right? As long as people are telling stories about you. So I've always made it a point to tell stories about the people that were in my life that, that aren't here anymore. So uh, I'm thinking about Mike when I when I'm on this mission to, to find these baby roadrunners, they got to be out there. I mean, there's so many roadrunners running around a golf course that they, they have to be coming from somewhere. So it's not like I'm, you know, I'm still working. It's not like I just put aside my thing, you know, all the work at golf course maintenance and go, I'm going to go find, no, I'm just, I'm on red alert. Right. So I see, I see this this female roadrunner. Uh, it was on seven, number seven of the upper between seven and eight of the upper golf course. I see this this roadrunner, this female roadrunner, and she's carrying some sticks in, in her mouth, and that's a, that's a sure sign, right, that she's building a nest somewhere. So I kind of stop, and I want to see where she's building the nest, so I can just stop by occasionally and, and take a look, see, and see if she's in it or see if there's, there's eggs in it or babies in it. Cause I don't even know how these road runners grow up. Right. So, um, I watch her and she jumps up in this cactus and it was, it was strange because she was looking at me the entire time. I mean, she would not, and I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting in my golf cart and golf, it, it, it was close to golf. It was right next to the cart path. So there's a lot of, of traffic coming by all the time. So it's not like, she, you know, she's building that, that, that nest right there in that cactus that she's going to be, she's going to be dealing with, with traffic all the time. But I'm sitting there and that's why I tell you, these birds are smart. They are extremely intelligent birds, in my opinion. I haven't done tests on them, and, but I'm going to say they're one of the smartest birds there are. Um, she's sitting there watching me, and she's building a nest in that choya. And 
she jumps out, looks at me, runs off. And I didn't get out of my car. All I did was stop right there and, and watched what was happening. And she put the sticks in there and ran off. And so I would come by and see if, I'd come by and see if there was any sticks in that done. There wasn't another thing done to that nest. She abandoned it either, you know, either she died or something or, but what I felt like was she knew looking at me that I was watching her and said, screw this nest. I'm getting out of here. Right. You know, it's here. I'm gone. So that's when it became pretty clear. It wasn't going to be easy finding this. It wasn't, I might not ever know. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine if I don't get to know things, but you know, damn it. I want to see a baby roadrunner, right? I want, like I've said in some of these other podcasts, I want to be special. Nobody else I know has seen one. I can't get a straight answer. You know, my, my buddy that used to love finding things with me, Mike Pock, he's gone. You know, I can't ask him, uh, where to find one, but damn it. I'm going to find this baby roadrunner and I'm, I'm going to get a picture of it. Right. So the time goes on and I figure, you know, I'm kind of sad because I, I think that my opportunity ha- is gone with this, this female that saw me that abandoned this nest or whatever happened. I didn't think it wasn't a very good place to build a nest anyways, in the first place, because it was going to, it was one of those sprinkler heads that was getting hit by, by water. I'm sure when every time it irrigated, but so I've given up my dream. I've just, you know, I just said to hell with it. I'm not, you know, I'm heartbroken that another, another, um, I think, you know, if it's meant to be, you know, these baby road runners will find me, right? This is what'll happen. So I'm driving by the bunkhouses one day, um, and I've, I've kind of started to learn to understand how road runners work, right? Or I feel like I do. We're on the same page. We're on the same wavelength, me and the road runner, right? I've watched them long enough. I've seen that they, you know, solicit prostitution. I've seen that they'll, they'll, they'll pretty much try to kill anything big enough that they can whoop on the ground, right? Um, I know that they're always watching you, that they're shady little creepy suckers, right, that are that don't trust anybody at all. You know, you know those people, right? Uh, tweakers, right, that are always looking around. You know, what's going on, right? Those, those, that's like a road runner. So I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on the same wavelength. I'm thinking like they are, right? And keeping my eyes open, still asking people when I see them, like, hey, have you... You happen to see any baby roadrunners? No, no, no. And that's how I would just interact with people on the crew. A lot of times you you had to have something to talk about with them. You, you know, you weren't constantly talking about uh, exactly what they were supposed to be doing out there with their job, 
You know, you had a bunch of guys that were really good at doing their job. You didn't need to, uh, a lot of times, sit and, and, and bust your balls over how they're doing their job nonstop. So let's talk about baby roadrunners, right? Um, so I, I'm still keeping an eye out for them. I still got this on my bucket list, right? Just like finding a baby ocotillo, the cactus. Don't see very many of those, right? Uh, kind of like, you know, I saw one tiger rattlesnake in my whole time out there. He died. I about stepped on it. He's not there anymore, but I saw one, right, with tiger stripes on it. And, and I'm looking for another one in case. That's how you get knowledge and experience, right? Doing stuff over and over and over and over and over again. I don't think anybody gains knowledge and experience without without being out there hands-on and doing it, right? I've been around people that thought they could, but nothing substitutes for knowledge and experience is what makes you good. So I'm feeling like I have the knowledge and experience to find these baby roadrunners. So I have... It's so like number nine, green, number 10. You got the bunkhouses there. And, and I see this roadrunner carrying. It's a female roadrunner. I know how to identify them. It's a female roadrunner. I see her carrying some sticks, little twigs and sticks. And all right, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to watch and see where she goes. So she runs all the way over and it's over by number one T. And there's this teddy bear Choya that I, I stay way back. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even go walking over there. I just kind of get on my cart. I kind of looked and see where is she going towards? Cause they are some sneaky, sneaky birds. You, you, they are, like I said, when you watch one, it's going to disappear and you're not going to see it again. So I kind of just see the general area. I know it's building a nest, but I want to see the general area of where where it's going to have this nest at. And I see where it heads towards and I just leave. So later on I go driving past that area and I'm just looking around kind of seeing where where's it building this nest. I know it's up off the ground. And there's a teddy bear choya which is if you want a fortress to build something in, you know, you got the the teddy bear choya, the staghorn choya, and the chain fruit, chain to fruit, chain fruit choya. It has these little balls of, of fruit hanging down. And they are the nasty. You also have Christmas choya. There's a couple more probably. But each one of them has its own characteristics is why it'll just kick your ass. I mean, they are the nastiest. Um, uh, the nastiest cactus that there is, right? Jumping choya, that's what they call them. Um, staghorn choya, they all put these little balls off that fall on the ground, which are meant to, you know, get caught up in horses, coyotes, animals' skin, our skin, and then you carry it off and it falls off, right? And how it it, it it moves its seeds around to, you know, propagate, right? And 
This one's, you got little stick tights. There's all kinds of different ways. You ever see those, what is it, maple trees have those little whirly birds that fly in the wind. Cottonwoods just blow everywhere. Worst tree ever. It blows that white crap all over the place. Uh, acorns, acorns, pecans, all those. Right, so each one of them has its, its mode for how it's, you know, coconuts, you know, they fall off and float in the water somewhere. I'd like to see a baby coconut tree. I guess it's a baby palm tree, huh? Probably see quite a few of those. But actually, I would like to see a, a, a coconut, like, you know, you got these big old coconuts. And I want to see one that's actually, like, sprouting. That'd be pretty cool. But... So, you got these choyas that are so nasty. You're not sticking your hand. These are the worst of the worst. I'll discuss these on another episode. But it is, you are not, you are not sticking your hand in there. And I, I see it. And inside, right in the middle of this, I can see the nest. I confirmed, right? Nest built in the middle of this teddy bear choya. Because I just kind of stop and glance and look in there and I see it. Okay. So then I come back a little while later. And I just, I'm talking days later. I wouldn't spend any more. I probably stopped it at this bird's nesting area maybe five times over a couple of months. So I stopped and I get out. And it was hard to see in there because of where they positioned the nest. It was a perfect place to build a nest. And I stop and I look in there and she's... She's in there, and I don't get very close. And she she knows I can't. Get, she knows I can't do anything of where she's at. Uh, so I look, and she's in there setting on the nest. So she's sitting in there. And she's just kind of looking at me with a, a look, like, "Yeah, you know, go ahead. How what are you what are you going to do? How are you going to get to my nest?" Is what she's looking at me like. And I'm not going to. And I'm going to leave you alone, right? So I come back again. I give it like she's sitting on the nest, and I don't see any baby. So I come back about 10 days later. So she's sitting on eggs, or she's sitting in there. I'm assuming on eggs. They could have been little babies, but nobody was making any noise. So she's sitting on eggs, and it seemed like. I come back about 10 days later, and I'll put this picture up on the divotslawnsandlife.com. If I don't have it on there, I'll put it under the life photos. But I come back in about 10 days, and there's like five or six baby roadrunners in there that are almost full grown. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. It was like packed house. I look at it, holy crap. I, how did they, for what? I mean, it's like they hatched and they're growing like supersonic speed that faster than any, it was unbelievable. No wonder. And I'm like, well, hell no wonder I've never seen a baby. These suckers hatch and 
and they go straight from 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 hatching to being full grown in like in hours, right? So I'm like, well, crap. Well, I, they're still babies, still bona fide babies. It was like five or six of them in the nest. They had feathers on them. Uh, they didn't have the. I didn't ever actually see them when they had the plumage, or whatever you call the downy type soft feathers on them. But they were they were still in the nest. They weren't ready to come out of the nest yet. They were probably half halfway grown, or a third, or or halfway grown road runners. I said there's five or six of them jammed in this nest now, and none of them were moving. And I wanted to see them when they were a little smaller. I actually wanted to see them when they were a little smaller and not running around on the ground. But that doesn't happen with roadrunners. They, they, it appears to me they stay in the nest until they are damn near full grown and then they jump out of the nest. So you're not going, you're not going to see a baby roadrunner. Period. Mark it down. You're not going to see one. You can go find one in a nest that's pretty small, but you're not going to see a baby roadrunner. So I've established that for you. If that's if that was one of your goals, like it was mine, to go find a baby roadrunner, it's not gonna happen. Uh, those <laughs> those roadrunners, I mean, still it is one of the best the 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 most vicious smartest uh, birds animals uh, that i've ever seen so um keep on looking for your baby road runners if if there's something that you're looking for out in the desert let me know thanks for joining me on this uh, episode 14 baby road runners